Sunday. Good to have you at church here today. We have been in a series called Give Me Jesus. I have loved this series because each week we've had a conversation about, man, bringing our problems, our issues, our struggles, and showing up and bringing these things to Jesus. And man, we're living in this spiritual realm and how powerful it is that we step in and we press into the power of God at work inside of our lives. Now, I love this statement that says this, sometimes the only Jesus people will see is the Jesus they see in us which means that we have this responsibility that when we step into the world, we're carrying the likeness of Christ into every place and uh, space in which we lead in. So with that today, we want to have a conversation on we are created for community. When it talks about give me Jesus, we get to be carriers of Jesus that brings Jesus into the spaces in which we lead in. So uh, how many times in life, though, do we struggle with community? We make excuses for it, why we can't, why we can't do this or that uh, and, and get, get connected. But when it comes to life, God has created community for us. And when we find our tribe and we find our community, it is life-giving and uh, it's super encouraging to us inside of our lives. Now, look in the beginning. God created man, put Adam into the garden, and then he steps back and he observes. So very quickly, Genesis 2.18 says, he looked at man and said, it is not good for man to be alone. So let me create a helpmate for them. What is it? God created us to live, exist, dwell, take dominion over the earth, rule over it. But on the journey of ruling over and living and existing in a garden, he realized that it wasn't good for us to be alone. What is it? We need a helpmate. We need community. We need a support system. How many times have you been in life overwhelmed with, with the work, the hard uh, the the, the challenge of life, overwhelmed with the circumstances of life, and you found yourself isolated. And in that isolated state, you made a decision out of emotion that was impulsive that hurt you and hurt others around you. How many times have you been there? I think we've all been there. And the beauty of community is when you get into community, you can, uh, you can live in a space where you are protected, you are strengthened, you are encouraged, and you can uh, steer clear of making tough decisions that can harm others and harm yourself. Today, we're gonna have that conversation. You are created for community. Now, we have three individuals inside of our church that's gonna host this conversation for us. They're gonna talk about these three things, I mean, how we can get connected, how we can be protected, and how we can grow inside a community. We have Pastor Noe, Pastor Greg, and another individual that is on our team named Devin, and crazy, uh, amazing individuals that I believe are gonna do a great job communicating this, these concepts here today. So if you would, help me welcome to our stage the one and only Pastor Noe, Pastor Greg, and Devon. Amen. Amen. You guys excited to be in church this morning? You look good. Tell your neighbor, you look good. If that's awkward, tell your other neighbor, say, you look better. It's like, okay, this is awkward. Hey, you didn't say Oh, you, sorry. Me. You look good. It's community. You look Come better. On, man. It has to, it has to continue I mean, to go on. Both on. look good. Okay. Hey, the 1045 is much better looking than the 9 a.m., so I'll just <laughs> say that. So. So. Not true. I mean, yes, true. Um, just, okay. Every service. All right. Well, hey, we're so excited you're here this morning. Um, shout out to our pastors, Pastor Brent and Heather, for allowing us to have this opportunity today to unpack what community looks like. So on to my left, I have Devin, who's with us. 
and I have Pastor Greg. Um, just a quick little intro for them. Um, if you don't know, we have made a few different organizational uh, moves throughout uh, the last year, and one of those was discipleship. And so we have a whole tier of what discipleship looks like. It's great to gather on Sundays, but our heart as a church is to take um, each of us into our next steps, and we do that through discipleship. So Pastor Greg gets to lead out the discipleship, so that encompasses a lot of things. We don't want to get to all the details, but one of those things that encompasses is community. And Devin here helps alongside Greg and all the entire team when it comes to discipleship. So we have some two great individuals up here with me today. So shout out to them. Can you give it up for them as we get ready for what God is doing already? I love you, Devin. Before we get started, I love you, man. <laughs> I'm, uh, I have to split, split, them, <laughs> split them up. Um, but man, how are you guys excited that college football is back? Anybody? Right, we got one person excited. excited. Man, yesterday, I, I think I watched, oh, that's pretty good. I, I watched uh, football all day long. I just watched football all day long. I also studied while I was watching football. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, mostly yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> watched football. Um, but, man, anyone catch the UTSA game yesterday? Anybody? Who was at the yes. UTSA game yesterday? You were there, man. That Raise was hand. incredible. Oh. Also, I know there's UIW fans in here too. Any UIW that you watched, got to check out the UIW game? Yeah, it was crazy. <laughs> no, there was a few. Right there's there. a few. There's a few. Um, man, but yesterday was incredible. That game specifically, UTSA game, um, as I was watching it, again, it was a heartbreaking game. It was great. But one thing about, about football is that, man, there are commercials. And one thing, one thing that I love is I love insurance commercials. So anyone like love State Farm, like, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Love that commercial, State Farm. And then also I love Allstate. The Allstate ones are hilarious now because, like, they're, like, taking it to the next level. And the one that I saw yesterday was that TikTok one where, like, the guy's driving and then he's getting distracted by someone randomly on the road doing a TikTok. Anyone seen that one? A few of us? Okay, cool. And so, like, we don't even have commercials, Pastor Noe. Why do you even have commercials? Anyways, so can you're driving you, by, and the guy gets distracted. Can you reenact the dance? Dances doing? I don't know what they're like. Uh, getting it. I don't know. Yeah. What are you doing? <laughs> all right, all right. <laughs> Watch me whip. Okay, that's enough. Okay. Um, so, anyways, he's driving. He gets distracted, and he hits a car. And so, anyways, the, the whole joke of the commercial is simply this. is like, you're at some point in your life, you're going to get distracted. But thank God, or thankfully, you have an insurance. And I believe that community is that for us, that there's going to be moments in our life where, man, we are at our rock bottom. There's moments where we hit rock bottom. There's moments where, man, life is not going the way we had planned it. But thankfully, our community is our insurance, where we can go to a place and have a friends around us that we can say, man, I need you in this moment more than ever. So we're going to unpack that today, what community looks like in the context of Give Me Jesus. So if you would, open up your Bibles to Ecclesiastes chapter 4. Verse 9 through 12, it says this, two people are better off than one, for they can help each other succeed. If one person falls, the other can reach out and help. But someone who falls alone is in real trouble. Right there, I would highlight that. I would circle that. Because if you're alone, like literally, like if you've ever been out in the boonies by yourself, when Marie and I moved to San Antonio um, five years ago, we had a flat tire. We had no one to call. We were all alone, just me and her. And she was alone because her husband doesn't know how to change a flat tire. So we were literally oh. alone. We were alone in the boonies. So, yes, what a surprise. Yeah. Oh, amen. <laughs> so in verse 11, likewise, two people lying close together can keep each other warm. Um, if that's if you're married, if you're single, I would... Uh, Pray that God brings you your marriage to uh, one day so that way you can have some warmth in your, in your, in your yeah, life. Yeah, all the young adults are like, ooh, I like that. Adults. I highlighted that one. That's exciting. Um, but how can one be warm alone? A person standing alone can be attacked and defeated, but two can stand back to back and conquer. Three are even better for triple braided cord is not easily broken. Let's pray. God, we thank you so much 
um, for this next few moments that we have with each other. Um, God, that we would learn more, that if we came with a broken heart, God, that you would just bring it all, bring it back together, Lord. I pray that um, in these next few moments that we would have a heart that is um, leaned into what you want us to hear, uh, what you want us to listen to, God. And I pray, God, as um, we leave here today, that we would understand how important it is to have a room full or even a circle full of community around us so we can grow together. It's in your name we pray. Amen, amen, amen. So there's three things when it comes to community. And simply this, it's connect, protect, and grow. Connect, protect, and grow. And so today, just to start it all out, I just want to just ask this question. Um, when it comes to connection, what are you looking for or who are you looking for when it comes to connect connection? Yeah, I mean, I think, um, I mean, just that that whole idea of, like, community. For some of you guys were, like, super leaned in the conversation, like, yes, like, for sure, we love it. And then some of you guys, that's like a trigger word. And it's like some of you guys cringed at the, at you know, and, and myself included at times. you just like, oh, no, nah, I know what community is. I ain't about that life anymore. I've been X, Y, Z, been hurt in the past. and um, But the reality is, is, as Pastor Brent highlighted, is is we're designed to connect with each other. Our whole design and creation is we're created to connect, Genesis 2.18. The only thing that God said wasn't good is that man was alone. He didn't want us to do life alone together. So we are created for connection. And I think it's un unbelievably important for us to realize that because although we are created for connection, we drift towards isolation. We, 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 uh, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm, okay, we need to have a separate altar call for me. Like, I mean, this is, I mean, I can identify with that incredibly well. I know one time on, you know, when I first came to my faith, I was trying to figure out, man, like, what is, what is this whole dynamic look like? I want to grow in my relationship with Jesus. Um, but how do I do it? So what happened is, um, I, I, my brother, little brother got saved, um, at, at a youth service many years ago and, uh, what I would do is I would drop off my little brother every single week for about nine months in a row, every single week. Uh, every Friday night, I would drop him off, and every single night, I would, uh, uh, that the individual, he would tell me, hey, um, you want to come and have, we're having a Bible study. I would love to connect with you. I would love for you to come in here and experience a Bible study. And I'm like, I, I think I was like 21 years old at the time. I'm like, you're weird. You're, you know, old. I, what am I going to do? Like, this is kind of weird. Like, I, let me let me go get drunk real quick, and I'll come back and pick up my little brother. And, you know, so it's, it's crazy, right? And every single week for nine months, he kept on inviting me. Week by week, week by week, week by week. One week, called my friends, and I couldn't get a hold of anyone. It's like, man, okay, well, I don't want to just drop off my little brother. So I, I guess I'll accept the invitation of connection. And... Uh, uh, the moment that I stepped foot in that door, I felt an immediate connection. I felt an immediate connection to God, and I felt an immediate connection to that individual. And, and you know, the whole, the whole night happened, and there was a bunch of, you know, kids there. I had, like, three little kids, and they're all running around. I'm like, man, what is going on here? It's crazy. But I, I think the, the big part that really stuck out for me is, you know, he— looked me dead in the eyes, and he said, hey, I just want to let you know, you know, for the past nine months, every single week, your brother and us as a community of, of believers, like we've been praying for you and weeping for you and weeping for you, for you to have an encounter with Jesus, for you to make Jesus the Lord of your life. And, and that's when I begin to realize that 
connection is, is a two-way street. It's 100% a two-way street. Because for nine months, that invitation was, was open for me. It was, hey, come on, let's connect, connect. God has a plan for your life. But I, I turned my back on that connection. And I was never able to receive, I mean, really, I wasn't able to receive the, the promise and, and, and the healing and the freedom that I had through that encounter with, with Jesus. But, but connection is a two-way street. Um, and, and a lot of times we, we, we turn our back on it for, you know, all kinds of reasons, whether it be pain from the past, whether it be pride, whether it be, you know, I've, yeah, been burnt in the past. So but it's difficult. And then the, be- the beautiful thing about connection, too, is um, one thing that I've seen with you, Pastor Greg, getting to be able to have a little bit of proximity into your life um, is just that you are surrounded by tons of people. And I think, Devin, we talked about this, too, is, is being surrounded by tons of people, you can give as much as you want and you can help others because you're connected to everyone but there's a there's a challenging part when it comes to when we want to receive the help and we when and so what does it look like when whenever that happens when you're like you are surrounded by a group of people but you decide or you choose to to be isolated if any either of you want to speak to that like yeah i know i think that a big part of that is that it's easy to give um and it's easy to go out and and see someone and support someone when they are hurting or when they're going through something, it's hard whenever we're feeling that pain because the pain creates this desire to, like, move away. And so I know for me, a lot of times it's like I've always been in in places or positions where it's like it is my responsibility to help people and to be there for people. But then when they wanted to reciprocate that, I would never – a lot of times I wouldn't let them close enough to me to, to allow that. So it's crazy because you can be. You can be super connected and in proximity to a lot of people but still become isolated. And I know I experienced that a lot of times. And so I feel like that is also a challenge of this generation. Like they, they say that Generation Z is the loneliest generation. And it's the most connected generation through our highway systems, through, you know, being able to fly. Like I'm going to fly uh, in a couple of weeks up to visit my sister just in Denver, Colorado. So it's a city that's 800 miles away. If this was like 1800, I probably wouldn't be going to visit my sister if she was in Denver. But we have this ease of connection. We have social media and all of this. And so we're super connected. And yet we become super isolated because when we when we look through the lens of our pain, a lot of times we we don't want to trust and we don't want to let people in. And it's just easier to move away. Yeah, when it comes to connection, I believe it's important for us to understand, too, is, is whenever you're meeting someone, I think what our what our world has done is is what is it in what's in it for me? Like this relationship, what what's in it for me? It's it's a it's a selfish um, mentality, right? Rather than a selfless mentality. And so connection can look like, you know, when I connect with someone, it's because I care. When I connect someone, because it's because I see them. When I connect someone, I want them to know that Jesus loves them. When I connect with someone, like I want, I want to be able to be there in the good times and the hard times. It's not just I want to be connected to be like, oh, I I know someone that knows someone that knows someone that can hook me up through this connection to get me into the into the right arena or into the right place or to the right spot. No, it's I'm actually connecting with you because I actually care about you. Not not for not for what you can do for me, but because I actually care for you because I'm called to you. And that's what like true connection looks like. And so um, if you want to speak to like who specifically should we be looking for when it comes to connection, like who who is it that you're looking for? I think the old saying goes, um, show me your five friends and I'll show you your future. So like who is it specific that you're looking to to be connected with inside of 
Yeah, space. I mean, when uh, a few years ago, whenever I moved to a new city, lived in San Antonio most of my life, then moved to a new city to start working with a, a church there. It had no friends. And the first thing I did was I started praying and asking God for divine connections. I was like, I want divine friendships. I want divine mentors. And, and so I was asking God, like, I want people in my life that I'm going to be able to connect with, bring value to, but then they're also going to be able to challenge me and help me. And so I think when we look for relationships, we have to stop looking for superficial relationships, and we have to look for deep relationships. And, and that's what I was looking for. I was looking for someone that was going to confront me and challenge me and pull me into a place where I would be better, a better man, a better husband, a better father, a better leader, um, wherever I, I showed up at. And so I think genuine, like, healthy relationships that push us to be the best version of ourselves. So you're not, you're not looking for another Devin, right? You're not looking for, I'm looking for five people that look exactly like me, right? You're looking for someone that can take you up, right? Like, yeah. it, would, it would be a disservice to myself to look for people that are exactly like me. But I think the beautiful thing that we have to understand as a community when it comes to connection just because we don't agree agree on a lot of different things, we still have a purpose to play. Yeah. And just because I didn't connect with you based off of maybe we have a connection through, I don't know, football, we'll just use that as an example, doesn't mean I'm going to choose you. No, I want to connect you because I want you to take me up. I want, I want you to take me to my next step, to, to growth. Who are you yeah. looking for when yeah. it comes I to mean, that? I mean, I think, I mean, I think each one of us could picture in our minds right now like someone that we feel incredibly connected to, like a best friend of sorts. Well, what are the qualities that we, we see in them? I know for myself, I look for people that um, are intentional with me. Again, going back to it's a two-way street. Uh, if, if there's no intentionality where it requires an effort, if all I'm doing is being the one that's giving and giving and giving and giving, but there's no, you know, a pour, someone pouring back into me, then that, that's not an intentional relationship. So where, when I am going through certain things, it's, it's someone that is being intentional, like, bro, how are you? Like, I can walk in with my head down and, and, and you know, kind of just head down and just like, someone just let me walk, but... Pastor Noe all the time. I mean, that, that laugh that he has, that little giggle. Yeah, there it is right there. There it is right there. Let's go. That golden smile. I mean, he just he just brings me up and because he's intentional about like, hey, bro, you good, right? Yeah, yeah, you good. He told me that first thing this morning. Amen. So I look for intentionality. I also look for transparency. Um, at the end of the day, like I need someone. I mean, that's uh, we, we don't recognize our own blind spots, right? Yeah. I need someone to be like, bro you really missing that right here. Like, you have no clue, obviously, because it's so jacked up right now. Uh, and then we need the accountability. I mean, we need that accountability. We need someone in our lives um, that is, is calling us to a higher standard. I mean, I have an individual within the church that, in regards to transparency, I can go up and say whatever I want to him. And there's a lot of times, sometimes I'll just, I'll, I'll again, go in with my head down and be like, hey, bro. Um, and I'm just, I'm, I'm, I'm expecting to see uh, see shameful eyes that are just looking down on me and like, oh my gosh, how dare you share this thing with me? But like, I walk it, I walk down, I walk in with my head down, like, hey, uh, I'm about to tell you something that I did and I'm not really proud of it, and just keep my head down. And then by the end of the conversation, like, I know he loves me. I can be transparent with him. He's gonna call me up to a level higher. I'm not gonna get condemnation. Um, through, I'm not going to be like, oh my, <gasps> like him gasping, like, oh my gosh, I'm going to tell everyone right now. Like, I'm not, I'm not getting any of that. Like I, I'm, I can be real with him and I know that that place is, 
is a safe place. I know it's a place where I'm going to be able to grow in it. So, yeah, what, intentionality. What's, yeah, what's the yeah. growth that comes from there when you see that, when you're able to be transparent in that relationship? Like, how, how much better does that make you? Well, I mean, it makes me the individual that I am today. Like, I'm still very, very, very far off from where God needs me to be. But that's that's the whole idea of community. It goes back to that Ecclesiastes. Like, as we begin to get more people around us, we begin to build, become stronger. Not just our unit, but our, ourself as a whole. Like, I love basketball. Like, basketball, any basketball fans? All right. Spurs, right? Everyone? Spurs? Everyone. Everyone? <laughs> right? All right, we're about to kick some people out. I know we're not supposed to do that in church. You're not, okay. But Spurs, uh, so I like, I like the Spurs, amen. God's team is the Spurs, but, um, and the Cowboys. But uh, the, the, Golden State War, the Golden State Warriors, that they, yeah, all right. <laughs> so our pastor's like Steph Curry. He was like Steph Curry before Steph Curry. So, but anyways, they had, uh, a couple years ago, they had that whole idea of like strength in numbers. There's strength in numbers. And that, that, that verse highlight, highlights it so much because the reality is, is, is life is a war sometimes. <laughs> life is a battle. It's incredibly messy. It hurts. There's constant things attacking you. And if you don't have someone that you can stand back to back with, shoulder to shoulder with, I mean, I mean you're just going to get picked off. Um, isolation. This is where isolation happens. But when we have a, a community around us that we feel connected with, we're able to to not only just stand, but we're able to, to fight against all the things that are coming in, in, in the world. So yeah, I, th- I think the hope here today is anyone here that is sitting here today in this topic of community and connection, I, w- I would just bring hope to, like, if you feel here today, you feel isolated in this moment of your life, I would say look around. Like, literally, like look, take, take a look in the, into the back of you, into the side of you, into the front of you, and understand that you're not surrounded but understand that, and you're, you're literally one step closer. You're one relationship away from literally being surrounded and understanding that you're not in isolation. Um, and, and with that, that just, that just comes with being intentional. Um, I remember Devin walked in about, uh, about a year and a half ago. Was that about right? Yeah. And uh, Devin came to, so that way no one would notice him. So he came um, almost like a superstar. I, I, that's not what he is. I mean, he is, but he's not like, like famous, famous. But he came in. <laughs> I just messing with you. He had uh, a like, hat. Like, he had a yeah, hat you know, on, like like when you see like, really like TMZ low. or something like when people are, like trying like to like no one knows yeah, him. That's what he was doing. He was trying like to be like discreet, very incognito. Um, but you, knowing me and my loud laugh, I'm like, hey man, what's up? Just like super annoying. I mean, anyways, I wasn't like that, guys. I'm kidding. Um, but I was like, hey man, how long are you coming to Pro Street? And through that connection, we just it was it was an instant, but it was quick. And then right away, as I walked away from that moment, Devin was. Short, he was quick, but he at least he talked to me for a little bit, and I just knew someone needs to connect with this individual. I don't know all about him. I don't know what he's going through, but I know that I know that he just moved here from Houston, and I know that someone here needs to connect with him. So I walk away figuring out, like, how can we get Devin connected to someone or with someone? And so I don't know if you want to speak to how that maybe that maybe that one quick connection right there, how, how that helped you throughout the process. Yeah, no, so... Uh, uh, a little backstory to that is like I, I moved back from Houston, back home to San Antonio, right at the beginning of COVID, and it was just I was in a dark place in my life. I, I actually hit rock bottom, and that kind of caused me to make the decision to come back here to San Antonio. So it was super easy for me to isolate. Um, we we were living in a different side of town. A lot of my friends that I grew up with here had moved off to different cities, so I didn't have friends here or a lot of friends here, um, and I 
decided that I was going to do the whole COVID church thing where you just watch church from home since I was hurting. And, um, and then after a while, I, I was just like, man, I have to get to a place where there's people. And, um, and so even though I was trying to be incognito, you know, it was a blessing for Noe to approach me because I was looking for community. And, um, and following that connection with Noe was like multiple coffees with Noe and Pastor Greg and, and just like them sitting there and listening to me and hearing me and like allowing me to uh, uh, cry, cry. <laughs> yes. Together. <laughs> Not cry even together. lying, guys. I cried so much with these guys. But it was it was it was like it was exactly what I needed because um, it was it was the most dark, depressing time of my life. And um, and so to be able to walk to a church and be seen, even whenever I low key didn't want to be seen was like a gift from God and a gift from these guys. So, yeah, connection with connection brings growth and it's growth isn't easy. Growth is is tough. Um, good growth or bad growth. It's it's not it's not easy. Um, it takes time and consistency. Um, Devin, I was going to say you didn't cry on the first time we met, but he did cry on the first time we met. Um, but but somewhere along the way, uh, there was there was safety there. There was there was a connection. A there was a connection a connection there. Um, I was like, but, these guys really. I trust these guys. <laughs> here, here it is. Um, but no, I mean, there, there's just there just comes growth with it, and it reminds me of of I've been watching also uh, Man in the Arena with uh, Tom Brady. If any of Tom Brady fans, anybody? None. Good. You Amen. said Dak Prescott, right? Uh, no, yeah, yeah, one day. Um, uh, anyways, Tom Brady talks about in his in his first uh, the first episode he talks about like essentially his story was. He shouldn't have been the starter. The guy that was the starter was the guy that was going to, like, take the Patriots to the promised land, which is the Super Bowl. And just just so happened that that quarterback got hurt and Tom Brady was was ready. And then, again, this, the story unfolds. But he talks about the sec- – in the second episode, he talks about how coaching helped him grow. And so he talks about every single week he had a one-on-one coaching um, moment with Coach Bill Belichick, and because of that – He's saying the Tom Brady I am today would not have been the Tom Brady I am without coaching. So what, what I'm getting to is like there's there is you're one relationship away from having some growth and having some one on one moments with people that, man, God wants to see you grow. It's it's you're going into your next step. There's a ton of growth that can happen. So it's connection. It's growth. And so what does healthy growth look like in y'all's context? Yeah, no, I think community. I think that for me, healthy growth has always been about. First of all, acknowledging that it's going to take time to grow. Like, I can't take a shortcut to growth. And so a lot of, like, seeking out those relationships has always been about how I can invest in those relationships in a way that I know over time, like, I'll be better and stronger. Um, I, was, I was saying there's five areas that I always focus on growth in, and I try to evaluate, like, in these five areas of my life, how am I doing? And that's spiritually, how am I doing uh, relationally or socially? How am I doing physically? How am I doing um, intellectually? And how am I doing emotionally and mentally? And, and in those areas, I'm always looking to grow. And so sometimes one relationship will help me grow in one of those areas, but then I have to go find another relationship to grow in another area. And so it's really just being about intentional, about taking not just – it taking time, but also me taking action towards that. Because if I'm not willing to to move towards um, transformational change, then I won't change. And so 
the other relationship outside of you guys that I formed in that dark season of my life was a coaching program to help me overcome some of the, the mental struggles and emotional struggles that I was facing um, two and a half years ago. And so for a year, I didn't join this coaching program. I found it about a year after I went through, I was going through this depression and just this dark season of my life. And I found this coaching program. And, and the first thing they told me was like, Devin, you have to take responsibility. And Devin, you have to put the work in. Like if you're not willing to take ownership of what is jacked up in your life and you're not willing to put the work in to, to, to see the change happen, then you're not going to experience it. And so I committed to 90 days of just being in this coaching program, investing a lot of money and a lot of time into this. And let me just tell y'all, I did not have a lot of money at the time. I just left my job and I was driving Uber basically to pay my bills and to feed my three kids and to figure my life out. So I was on top of that spending another seven, 800 bucks a month to get coached and um, spending two to three hours a day in this coaching program for five days a week because I was like, I need to get better here. Like, I can't stay in depression. I have to move forward. And so it was about investing, and it was about committing. And I think that's what growth looks like. Yeah. What was, uh, for you, Pastor Greg, when it came to maybe a moment that you can think of or something specifically, like, because I was surrounded by community um, or I was surrounded by a specific person that was speaking into my life that I was connected to, that there was some healthy growth happening? Yeah, I think... Um process is like a is, is a key it takes time and it's just a process and I hate the word process like I it's 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 essentially a curse word to me the process it's just like man like ugh, what do you mean process like now come on Jesus you're the creator of heaven and earth right like can't you do it like what's up with that like I'm gonna test the Lord my God you know not not that but like I, I just don't like the word process but having the realization that that growth, um, it, it comes over uh, process, right? It, it's it's, it's going to take time. Um, uh, I I am trying to build some of my uh, biceps, like so, like Pastor Brent, and um, it doesn't happen by just taking like an extraordinary amount of supplements and not working out at all. Amen. <laughs> That's what I, for a longest time, like, man, if I take this one and then, man, I saw this infomercial that, you know, shred and I'm like, you know, I'm going to be awesome. Like, no, but it's, it's, it's going to take time. It's going to take process. And the reality too is it's, it's going to take adversity. And, uh, and that's hard because none of us wants adversity. None of us wants the resistance that comes at us. But, that's, that's the reality with growth. If you think about it, when you're, you know, lifting weights, I don't do it often, so this might be a little foreign to me, but, you, you know, you're, you're building a muscle, but it's, it's you're, res, you know, resisting, you're pushing, you're breaking your muscle in order to build something up, but, um, but it, it's exactly that. It's, it's, it's a process, and it's going to take time, so one, one step, what, what am I doing today with the relationships that God has placed within my sphere? Like, what am I doing to help one step at a time, not to jump to step 50, but maybe maybe it's half a step or a quarter of a step uh, each day. It, it, it's a daily decision to grow and, and be um, submitted to the process of it. So, Devin, you talked about if it takes 10 steps, that's what it takes, right? Like, I, I don't know if you want to kind of unpack that a little bit when it comes to your growth, but I, I don't know how you, how, you, how you formatted that, but you said something about if that's the process, that's the thing that you're going to have to do kind of thing. Yeah, like um, growth is a lot of times about setting goals, you know. Like I'm not super huge and buff like Noe here or Pastor Brent. 
But like, if I if I want to huge, I don't know about buff, but huge. Thank you, appreciate that. Take, I'll take that. <laughs> I just kidding. huge support. Okay. Just, uh, no, but it like if I want to get buff and huge. <laughs> I'm just messing. I'm messing. What's going I on? I love these guys. So you know, setting goals. Like if I'm going to get to whatever my goal is, um, in whatever area of life, whether it's relationally, career, physically. Like, it's going to take some steps to get there. It, it can take 10 steps. But if we're always focused on the 10 steps or the 20 steps, we'll never really have the courage to take the step that's in front of us. And so I really believe that the most powerful part of growth is just being committed to today, to asking God, what's the step that you want me to take today? And then taking that step 10 days from now, 30 days from now, 90 days from now, a year from now. If you've taken those steps faithfully, you're going to look back and you're going to see that you're not the same man or woman that you were a year ago. And, and I think that's where, that's where growth happens. Let's see them biceps. Let's go. <laughs> and now and after. Um, I, it just reminds me of again. I'm super red right now. <laughs> I love it. Um, I, I, if we can go back to Ecclesiastes real quick. Um, I just want to pull up uh, verse 12. Um, there's, a, there's a portion in there. Oh. Uh, Verse 12, yeah. If, if a person standing alone can be attacked and defeated, but two can stand back to back and conquer, three are even better for a triple uh, braided cord is not easily broken. Um, it's, it, that is just so important for us to understand that if we're going to find a true growth in our lives, we have to understand we cannot go about this alone. It's, it's, it's very important for us to, like, take that into consideration. So connected growth and then through connection and growth, we, we get to our, our place of protection. And that comes with time. P- feeling protected, feeling that you're at a safe place, feeling that you're around people that you can be um, transparent and vulnerable with, feeling that that takes time and consistency and takes growth. But it happens, it all starts with connection. And so when, when, when we understand that, man, like, man, I cannot do this life alone, that I actually need somebody. The, the hardest part for me personally is I'm, again, I've, I share this a lot, but I'm the only child, okay? And so I, I do, I've done a literally a lot of things on my own. Like, I didn't have brothers and sisters, guys. I, like, any, like, I had to go and figure out, I need to, in order for me to throw the baseball, I got to go make a friend. Like, if, 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 if I want to play basketball with somebody, I, I have to go connect with someone. Because if not, I'm, I'm literally going to just play all alone like that is sad one but then two it's it's like man you're just like throwing like you're just throwing pop flies to yourself I, i've done that a lot um you just like throwing the tennis ball off the wall and catching it okay no one okay no one's never lived the only child life um only child yeah so but but going going about this life alone it same is so true for us to understand this today like if we want to be connected if we want to have growth we have to find one individual that we can connect with today and so with that then, then that leads to protection and so protection is very important in in this whole process. And so you want to unpack that for us here? Yeah, yeah. For protection, I think um, to be relational, to be in a deep, authentic relationship, we have to be, feel like we're in a safe place, a place where we're protected. And um, so whenever I came here two and a half years ago, again, what led to my decision to move back to San Antonio to resign from a position that I was in in a church there in Houston was um, I was in, in the midst of a separation from my wife. And, um, and that's what led me to the depression. After 16 years, we, had th- we have three amazing kids that like I literally adore. And um, 
But all of my identity was wrapped up in my marriage and in my family. Whew. I'm sorry, guys. I gotta gather myself. Um, so I'm in this I'm in this place where um, essentially I'm experiencing this pain, and because of the pain, I start to isolate. And I, so I resigned from my church. I moved to a different city. I used COVID as a great excuse to like find myself in my house on Sundays, just watching like Pastor Judah Smith or somebody else, rather than showing up and finding protection and community. And, um, and that's what ultimately, because of the isolation, I was like, I have to get somewhere. Before I, before I, before I like, finish up where I ended up, I want to reference back to Leviticus because I think this is, there's a powerful passage in the Old Testament and then in the New Testament that really talks about this. In Leviticus chapter 13, I'm actually going to read the one on my verse, so y'all can take that down. Um, chapter 13, verse 45 through 46 says this. There's a whole um, part of the Bible or chapter in the Bible, Leviticus 13, that talks about skin disease, basically. And, um, and this is what it kind of concludes that. It says, anyone with such a defiling disease must wear torn clothes let their hair be unkept, cover the lower part of their face, and cry out, unclean, unclean. As long as they have th- this disease, they remain unclean. They must live alone, and they must live outside of the, the, uh, the com- community or camp. And, and essentially, that's what I felt, guys. Uh, two and a half years ago, I felt because of the separation that I was facing, because of the things that I was going through, I felt like I wasn't worthy, like I should be cast out, and I was unclean. Um, I literally disqualified myself um, from ministry, from being able to do anything that would bring purpose and value to the world. And essentially, man, I, I, I was like, I moved to San Antonio, I started driving Uber. Like for two years, I drove Uber um, just because I was like, this is what I can do to feed the family. And um, essentially, I love, I love Jesus and this is where I feel like we can bring Jesus into this whole conversation because ultimately Jesus is the reason why we're here. And this is why we say, give me Jesus. Because if you just read the Old Testament passage, you'll look at that passage and you'll be like, well, the Bible says if you're unclean, you go out. Like we cast you out. But then you enter Jesus in Matthew chapter 8, and this is what he says. The Bible says, Jesus, uh, verse 3. Go back to verse 1, if you can, or I'll pull it up right here. Is verse 1 up there? Verse 1, or verse 2, a man with leprosy. So one of these unclean men, if you go back to uh, Leviticus 13, this was the guy that they were saying, they were talking about. A man with leprosy came and knelt before him and said, Lord, if you are willing, you can make me clean. So I love this. Instead of him crying, unclean, unclean, like stay away, he approaches Jesus for some reason. And then Jesus reached out his hand, the Bible says. One passage in Mark says, and looked at him with compassion and touched the man and said, I am willing, be clean. And immediately he was cleansed of his leprosy. And I just got to tell you, man, um, when I walked through these doors, 
That's the way Noe, Pastor Brent, Pastor Greg. That's the way they looked at me. And, uh, and thank y'all. I love y'all too. <laughs> um, and I think that's the power of community because there's a lot of people that don't feel like they can come into a church and that they're going to be treated the way Jesus treated the, the leper. They think they're going to be judged and ostracized and cast out. And we have to be the difference that represents Jesus the right way. For right now, there's a lot of people out there that are saying, I want a relationship with Jesus, but I don't want a relationship with the church. And you can't have one without the other. We are the body. We are the hands and feet of Christ. He's anointed us specifically for this work. And so I just want to encourage you guys, man. There's... There's three things that the Bible tells us that we can do to help people feel protected. James 5, 16 says, we can pray for one another. It says, confess your sins one to another and pray for each other so that you may be healed. Uh, Galatians 6 says, we can restore one another. In other words, it says, you who are spiritual, restore the one that has fallen. So if you made a mistake yesterday, you can come in today and know that there's restoration and there's hope today. And then Proverbs 11.25 says to refresh. And it says the generous person refreshes the other. And I don't know about you, but I love to be refreshed. Like, I played some basketball yesterday. We didn't have water. We didn't have AC in the gym. I was dying. And my friend was with me, and, uh, and I threw him a water bottle once we got out to the car because we didn't have anything to drink. And I was like, I'm refreshing my brother. <laughs> but spiritually... We want to be refreshed, you know, and so I think as we enter the season of tables that we're about to launch in community and just intentionally creating an opportunity for us to connect, to grow together, and to be protected, like I want to encourage you guys to really, really lean into this because this is our opportunity to love one another, to love each other as we love ourselves, to support each other, to care for each other, and to be a strength for each other. And you want to add to that? I mean, they I don't mean, know what to I mean, do that's, now. That's it, man. You, you, you left us speechless. I mean, I think it's, yeah. it's, it's incredible, right? We all, in that whole leprosy analogy, right? Like, it's, we all have a skin disease. Like, yeah, you know, maybe you're not a leopard, but we all have a skin disease of sorts, and it's sin, right? And, um, and instead of announcing any time we step forth in, you know, an auditorium where people are around us, unclean, unclean, and everyone, you know, runs away from us and ah, throw them out over there. I mean, I'm so thankful to be a part of a church and to be a part of a community that when everyone else is running away, that, that I have people here that, that, that are running towards me. So, um, but God's dealt with that, that issue of, a, of sin and that skin disease. So, Amen. Well, right where you're at, right where you're at. Um, I know there's so many reasons why we don't connect. There's so many reasons why we, we don't want to be a part of so many reasons why we we lack growth in our lives and i believe that man you're just one relationship away from seeing true spiritual godly growth one relationship away you could literally walk outside outside of these doors today meeting one person and that could change the, your entire life because you decide to say no i don't want to go about this life alone anymore 
And the, the other side of, of, this, of this leprosy conversation is, is a lot of us are carrying something. There, there is something that we are carrying that we feel that possibly, man, you know what? I don't want to be a burden to this community. But the Bible doesn't say that you're a burden. The Bible says we carry burdens. And it, and, and it goes on to say that we don't have to carry our burdens alone, but that we would carry our burdens with one another. So if, if you're in here today and you think, man, I don't want anyone to even know about my past. I don't want anyone to know about what I'm currently going through because I feel that I'm going to be a burden. Let me tell you today, friend, you are not a burden. You are a blessing. You are a blessing. God doesn't want you to carry this burden alone. He wants you to carry it with one another. So today, whatever you are walking through, wherever you are at on this journey, whatever is holding you back from connecting with someone, whatever is holding you back from feeling protected, whatever is holding you back from saying, man, I want to grow, understand here today that you have a, a room full of people. You are surrounded by a room full of people that you could connect with here today. So if you can stand with me at this time. We're going to have our prayer partners that we're going to, are going to walk up here. We'll, we'll also have prayer partners upstairs as well for you. But, man, we just believe that you are what, what the man with leprosy did is that he ran toward God. He ran toward God. He ran toward Jesus. He said, if only I can get close to Jesus, he will change my life. Only he can heal me. And I want to tell you, friend, today right where you're at today. If you're looking for healing, you can find it here today by taking one step forward to say, God, I want, I want to be healed from unforgiveness. God, I want to be healed from, from my, my past relationships. I want to be healed from, from the things that, that I am carrying. God, I want to be healed today. If that is you, right where you're at, you can walk up to this platform. You can walk up to this altar. The altars are open just for you, and we have prayer burners who want to walk it out with you. They want to pray with you, and they want to connect with you. So as we sing out this song, go ahead, make your way up this way, and, and take take the next step take your next step that's what growth looks like it's it's taking that next step i want to be healed so i got to do xyz i want i want to see i want to walk in freedom so i got to walk up so right now right here, let's go ahead and sing out this song Yeah. Uh-huh.
do is I want to take it practical. I want to take this Galatians 6.2 where it says to carry each other's burdens. So today, maybe you're not walking in here with anything specific that you need to come to the altar. But what we want to do is we want to get practical. So we want you to pray for your neighbor, your neighbor right next to you. You can just go ahead and just meet your neighbor if you don't know them today. Or if you do know your neighbor, go ahead and just speak with them and just say, hey, what's one thing I can carry for you here today? What's one thing I can pray for you here right now in this moment today? So let's go ahead and do that just right where you're at, right next to your neighbor. How can we pray for one another? Go ahead, let's do that right now. coming to the altar and being prayed for. We're just going to pray together as a community. God, we just thank you, God. Because you see us just as we are, God, but you don't leave us the same, God. You're constantly chasing after us, God. God, you're constantly, God, with us. God, you're for us. I pray for anyone in this space, God, anyone in, in this place, God. Maybe they know someone that may feel this, God, that they feel like a burden, God. They feel like, man, I, I cannot connect because I feel like a burden. I pray, God, that you would bring healing to that in Jesus' name right now in this moment. That peace would, 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 would come right now, God. And I pray, God, for divine connections, God. That divine connections would happen right now in this room, in this space. 
that they would know that, man, I am one relationship away from seeing growth, God. Right now in this moment, I pray, God, for every single person. That, God, you're bringing healing, you're bringing peace, and you're bringing everything that's ever been broken. You're bringing it all back together. We thank you for who you are. We thank you for what you're doing in this moment. And we thank you, God, that we are connected to a godly community here at Pro Street Church. It's in your name we pray. Amen. 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 Thank you, Pastor Noe. And we'll continue to have our prayer team up here after service a little bit as well, guys. But man, what an incredible um, just talk on community today, guys. And we want to encourage you, don't let this just be a message. Don't let it just be something you hear today, but go out and do it, right? Like, invite somebody to coffee, invite somebody to lunch, call somebody on the phone. Like, whatever it is, start building that community. Um, we believe in community here because we believe that God <laughs> believes in community, right? And so we want to give um, you a place to actually do that. And with that, we have tables launching and tables is our form of groups. We believe that life happens around the table, right? And so take a few moments, watch this video right behind us. Community is important for happiness and growth with Jesus Christ. When we are in close relationships with other people, we have a community to pray for us, support us, encourage us, and serve alongside us. No matter the season of life we are walking in, it was never meant to be done alone. of the love that Jesus has for us. A place to know and to be known by others. At Pearl Street, there is always a seat at the table for you. So yes, it is launching, yes. It's, we're super excited. This has been years in the making. Um, and so we're really excited to launch it finally next week, right? Um, but before you go, the ushers do have a little QR code, a little thing for you that you can already start looking into like, okay, what is this? What, you know, answer all the questions. So, but other than that, next week, we have a brand new series starting Winning Where It Matters. Okay, and you're not going to want to miss it. We all want to win in life where it matters, right? So be here next week. Invite a friend. And if it is your first time, remember, we want to meet you outside. All right? So we'll 